16th of September 2019, Sunday, 6.17pm. My name is James and this is Slopfest. Welcome, welcome back to your, we'll lose the word weekly, dose of weirdness and exploration into the minds of strange people doing strange things. Hey, normally on this show we'd take a look at a couple of unbelievable and bizarre news stories. In a very scientific manner, we, we tend to do that. You know, we put our finger on the pulse of society and try to understand what's going on in the world. Why, why are people doing what they're doing? Why are they acting like this? What's motivating that? But instead, today, we're going to do something a little different. Similar to the last episode that I did about selfies and selfitis. If you want to find out if you have the late great, no, the new great condition, selfieitis, you can go check out that episode at slopfestpod.com. There's also a like heart, like scale that you can um, sort of do to see if you have selfieitis. None of this coming from me. This is all actual studies, research, backed by people in lab coats. Um, don't listen to anything I have to say. I'm just saying the words of lab people. Good. We're off to a good start. You've probably noticed hashtag deep dive in the title of this episode. And that's because over the next coming months, I'm trying something a little different with some changes to the show. There'll still be strange news. I still love doing that. And thank you to people who are submitting those stories. They are banking up. So I'm sifting through those and picking out which ones I want to do. So thank you. Still still keep submitting that. They'll be their own episodes. Then there'll be these deep dive episodes, similar to the last episode that we did about selfies and selfitis. And uh, then there'll also be advice episodes, which you'll be able to see. They'll have hashtag advice in the title. You know, long-term listeners of me saying words into a microphone will know that I used to do an advice podcast called The Advisory. I very much love um, that style of show, I guess. So I want to bring that to here as well. Um, So look out for those. But the podcast, it, it will still center around what it's always centered around, really, which is people, what influences them, their behavior, their motivations, what drives them to do what they do. If you've been here for a while, you know that, you know, that's what it's all about. That's what absolutely fascinates me. And I'm assuming people are somewhat of a fascinating enigma to you as well if you're here listening to this. So if all of this sounds like something you'd be interested in, then come with me on this adventure and on this deep dive into social media and the rising trend in plastic surgery. So to kick this off, in 2016 alone, just 2016... The first year that Google Photo rode into town on his digital horse, users uploaded more than 24 billion selfies. Just in 2016. What phone was kicking around in 2016? Uh, Apple phone. Let's Google this. 2016. So what were the majority of people rocking around with? The SE? No. That's wrong. No one bought that phone. Uh, iPhone 7. The 7 and 7 Plus was just shitting out 24 billion selfies and dumping them onto Google Photo in 2016. I thought that was somewhat of an alarming figure, first of all. No one needs to see anyone that many times. There's only 7 billion of us. Why are there 24 billion selfies anyway? (laughs) Social media provides users the opportunity to present the best version of themselves to the public. Absolutely. You know, if you go to Slopfest Pod, 
at Slopfest Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, you'll just see the best representations of me in this wonderful show. Uh, unfortunately, this has led many users to base their self-worth as contingent upon their appearance. There are a variety of applications such as Facetune and Photoshop. Sorry, I just had to check to make sure that I was recording. I got paranoid for a second there that I wasn't. And I thought I was just talking to me in this room. So we're good. There are, there are a variety of applications such as Facetune and Photoshop that allow users to soften wrinkles or alter the size and shape of their facial features, all in service of enhancing their appearance. More commonly used applications such as Snapchat and Instagram even have these filters built in, making digital appearance manipulation readily available to their users. I'm also wondering when... I wonder how long it, it sort of is before people are deep faking their social media accounts i'm sure but you'd have to have other good looking people and generally those good looking people also have big social media followings so you can't deep fake out a social media following i have seen there are like these uh hatsune miku type you know digital people who have social media followings now there's some girl and she's just she's not real she's just a digital person she's a digi girl and someone inserts her into real photos, I think, and she has like a sizable following. So sh- shit's getting buck wild. It's getting so buck wild that we don't even care if you're real or not. Sorry, I just had a very Matrix moment. It was waiting for me to wake up in a pod. The popularity of social media and photo editing has had a significant impact on the field of cosmetic surgery. In 2017, a survey of facial plastic surgeons found that 55% of surgeons reported seeing patients who requested to improve their appearance in selfies. Like, dog, not in real life. Not in, oh my God, I've got a, I've got a friend's wedding coming up and she has a million followers on Instagram and I'm going to be in the background in some of these photos no because then you'd still be social media god damn it this pernicious social media it's it's in and throughout everything isn't it they want to improve their appearance in selfies i mean just get you know the adobe i know that adobe photoshop is very expensive now now that they've they've moved the whole suite to the cloud it's very expensive i think you can just get photoshop for 15 dollars a month though so that's pretty good i'm saying Hey, if we want to do this on a budget, is what I'm saying. I want to look good just in selfies. Here's how we do it on a budget. First of all, we hit up a YouTube video about how to do the poses. You know, don't don't stand side on with you. You have to have your arm out. Otherwise, your arm will look bigger than it normally is. And you can't have that. And then you can't sit normally. You've kind of got to do a lean. You got to do a lean back, but half in. Oh, man, it's so complicated. But I'm just saying. There, there are tactics and then 15 bucks a month for Photoshop, ease out some of those like smudges and nudges and stuff. Is it, that's how we look good in selfies on a budget. That's all I'm saying. You're welcome. Actionable advice here on this podcast. This trend has led to the creation of a new term called Snapchat dysmorphia, which refers to the psychological phenomena of patients bringing filtered selfies to their surgeons to illustrate the desired surgical changes they want to achieve. 
people are bringing filtered selfies. So, so I'm rocking in. I've 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 done I've done the the Google Pixel uh, portrait mode where it like softens out all my skin and I look like a doll. Have you done that? Why did they add that feature? I look like a doll. <laughs> Anytime I've taken <laughs> this is maybe why there's no selfies of me, particularly in like the past year since I got a Google Pixel. But any selfie, just you look like a skin mask of your own face. It's fucking terrifying. So anyway, I skin mask myself with my Google Pixel. Then I throw it in a Snapchat, maybe a bunny ears, maybe a dog tongue, you know, one of those. I smooth it out again, get very smooth. I save that. I put it in Photoshop. I smooth that again, hit it with like a blur and a smoothing, like the beauty, the beauty photo techniques. Then I print it out and I take it to my doctor and I say, I want this mug to look like this pic. Make it happen, doc. That's kind of like that. This is the 2019 equivalent of taking a photo in to your hairdresser and being like, I want, I want this haircut. I want to look like Ollie Sykes from 2009, please. Me, James, I would like to look like Oliver Sykes in 2010. Thank you. I'm ashamed to admit that I did this once. <laughs> there was a hair, there used to be a hairdresser across from this place I used to work at, and uh, I was smoking back then. And so I would go out for smoke breaks, and they'd be playing shit like a day to remember. Oh, ring a ding ding, hello, um, escape the fate. You know those those kinds of bands back in the day. Holy shit, escape the fate. I haven't thought of them in forever. So I thought, these are my people, obviously. I go in, you know, lots of tatted up, wonderful people. I'm like, yes, I found my tribe. This is it. Uh, I take a photo of Ollie Sykes in and say, this is the haircut I'd like, please. So, you know, revealing a lot about myself on this podcast that I later will regret. Um, But this is, and shut up, we've all done it. Don't act like you haven't done that. Don't act like you haven't taken a picture of Ollie Sykes into a... (laughs) You've done it is what I'm saying. We've all done it. We've all been there. And if you don't want to admit it in public on a podcast, then whatever. But you know you've done it. Message me. DM me about it. At Slotfest Podcast, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I won't tell anyone. Your secret is safe with me. But I know you've done it. I know you've done it. Basically, what I'm saying is this is the 2019 version of that. You take in a face, but it's not even, this isn't even a, a, you know, a celebrity's face. I want to look like Brad Pitt from the movie Fury, please. Thank you. No, it's just, I want to look like me, but smoother. That's kind of weird. Here's a picture of me, but way smoother. Here's smoother me. Make this a reality. I'm not trying to make fun of anyone who, you know, wants to, uh, get plastic surgery each to their own. I'm just saying, I don't like that people maybe aren't happy with themselves. I understand if there's something that you want to change about yourself, but I don't feel like people should feel like they need to. You know what I mean? Yeah. A study published this year by Chen et al. was the first, if you haven't been like fucking, what does the et al. mean? 
you know, I went to university for three years, still don't know. Tweet me, let me know. Um, a study published this year by Chen et al. was the first, look, I'm probably saying it wrong too, so, you know, make fun of me for that, uh, was the first look into this relationship. This was a survey study of 252 participants with the majority being Caucasian females around 25 years old who had not previously had any cosmetic surgeries. They found that increased engagement in social media correlated with increased consideration for cosmetic surgery and more so with the use of certain applications. The visual nature of such applications naturally naturally leads users to focus on physical appearance. The sociocultural theory suggests that people learn beauty standards within the social and cultural context, obviously. This ultimately may lead people to judging their own appearance based on the beauty standards defined by the society in which they live. Uh, yes, you just said that. Yeah, that is that is the social and cultural context. Uh, anyway, um, currently the, soci- the sociocultural standards in the United States and throughout much of the world are inarguably established online. Uh, yeah, I'd say so. Pick up a fucking like magazine and shit, dog. One type of person on it. For dudes too. You know, I ain't seen any chunky fellas on the cover of GQ. I don't read GQ. I don't know what's on the cover of that. There might be actually uh, jokes. I sincerely doubt that there is. One of the most obvious dangers of having social media as the primary vehicle for establishing cultural standards is in the potential for the creation of unrealistic norms. Especially if you have, again, my James's budget package for drastically improving how you look. Fuck. I think I'm going to have to... I think... Oh, no. Am I going to have to put a picture of me up on Instagram at Slotfest Podcast on Instagram of it like facetuned and full-blown like beauty photoed out? Fuck. Yeah, I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to do it. We'll do a side-by-side. <laughs> Which one's better? Um, this issue has previously been widely discussed as it pertains to the use of airbrushing and other techniques that have been used in the editing of marketing materials for many years. Many have expressed concern about the relationship between airbrushed magazine covers and the increased incidence of eating disorders, mostly in young women. With the advent of smartphone filters, the airbrush phenomenon has now spread to a much broader group. I didn't even think of that. Because everyone's like, oh, don't airbrush your mags. Now it's like, I'm airbrushing my face in a second with an app that I use every day. Fuck. That's got to fuck you up. It is human nature to to engage in comparison. This is an evolutionary adaption that has helped move human civilization forward over thousands of years by inducing conformity and community. Ugh, yuck. But it may also come at a cost. Studies have shown that comparing oneself to others that are believed to be superior often has negative impacts on self-esteem. Ring-a-ding-ding, obviously. Stop comparing yourself to other people. Super easier said than done. Although, I personally recommend Headspace. Not a sponsor, obviously. There's like 100 people that listen to this. If you are looking for like a mindfulness and meditation app, oh my God, go for the sweet sultry dulcet tones of andy andy puttycomb from headspace oh dude's got pipes of an angel on him um it's been very helpful for me but um his voice is 
fucking beautiful as well. So go check that out. You can do 10 days for free. So uh, give that a peep. This is called Upward Social Comparison. Studies have shown that comparing oneself to others that are believed to be superior often has negative impacts on self-esteem. This is called upward social comparison. Sorry, I just thought I would reiterate that because I said it, then talked, then said, I thought you might have forgotten it, but you get it now. Uh, Interestingly, on the other hand, downward social comparison can lead to an improvement in self-evaluation. That's a little bit sick. (laughs) That's kind of fucked up. Oh, no, look at these people who are so much more attractive than me. So longing to look like that. Who's this mole? Oh, that makes me feel good. Oh, get a load of this ratty fuckhead's rat's tail. Look at this guy's nose. Oh, I feel good about me. Doesn't that seem fucking sick to you? That's fucked. While there are some data to indicate that posting a digitally enhanced photograph may have an immediate positive effect on self-evaluation. Research in this area suggests that in the long term, these posts likely have a negative effect on self-esteem, perhaps because of the upward comparison the individual experiences between herself and her digitally altered image. Holy fuck. You're looking at people online and comparing your own physical appearance to them and thinking like, holy fuck. You know, I'm never going to be like this beautiful. Oh my God, they're they're amazing. And then they're also posting an altered version of themselves online, their own altered image, and then thinking, oh my God, I'll never be as good looking as digital me. That's, that's crazy. Wow. That's that's crazy to me that you could you would experience the same thing, the same upward comparison, the individual experiences between herself and the digitally altered self. That's that's crazy. That's like blowing my mind a little bit. Because you look at you, wow, you're like longing for a you that like doesn't exist. Oh, that's fucked, man. I guess the takeaway is to. Follow people you want to be and and also those you super don't want to be. And then that way you can sort of float in this psychotic medium where you're simultaneously experiencing upward social comparison and downward social comparison. It's a circle. It's a circle of a life. Social media life. Toxic. Jesus. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry about that. I didn't mean to impose upon you the pipes of an angel. Uh, overall, social media is a significant driver of cosmetic interventions. While we discuss the comp- complexities of this relationship, we also recognize the potential societal benefits of social media, specifically the dissemination of knowledge, potential for exchange of ideas, and community building. See, that those are the aspects of social media that I enjoy. And that I've always championed when people have poo-pooed social media. But kind of the more the more time goes on that we have these social media platforms and you see the detrimental effects that it has on people, is does the is the bad kind of outweighing the good at this point, maybe? Or is the good is it still like fifty-five percent good? 
you know, 45% bad. You know what I mean? Ugh, I don't know. Because, uh, yeah, I've always, but then, man, I've always thought that, you know, oh, the younger generation's going to be fucking baby geniuses running around everywhere because they have the entire, you know, world's knowledge on a device in their pocket at all times. But I've seen that that's not the case. I don't want to blast my own nephews, but, you know, sometimes you just see people saying lit in real life and you're just like, everything's doomed, you know? <laughs> everything's everything's just done, done for. Liddy, oh, oh, never again, please stop. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> According to... An American Academy of Facial Plastics and Reconstructive Surgery survey of over 750 board-certified facial plastic surgeons. Surgeons described seeing a 31% increase in plastic surgery requests as a result of how people want to present themselves on their social media accounts. It's crazy. These, like... Even, even a lot of social media now, if you unfriend someone or unfollow them it's it's like a real life real personal attack that you've made against them and so now personally for me what I have to do is because hey I have friends and family who I love but you know okay for instance on Instagram the majority of what I use Instagram forum on my personal account is I follow just like artists and people who, um, you know, people who paint, sculpt, um, you know, that kind of stuff. So it's, it's kind of just a constant feed of art for me, you know, and then people like, you know, my sister who don't really get that social Instagram specifically, I'm putting putting my family on blast in this episode. Jesus Christ. But she doesn't respect the feed, okay? Social, not social media, but Instagram specifically is all about the feed. So when people, you, you've seen those people who will post like nine images all at once. So when you go to their profile, it makes out a single image. no. No, stop. Please stop. Instagram is about the feed, not about your profile. So give that a fucking rest. Turn that. Anyone who does that, I'm immediately just like, nope. And they're gone. Just unfollow. Fuck off. Because you don't respect the feed. But she's my sister. So I can't can't unfollow her. So you use the mute button every now and then. You know, see less of this, you know. She also, again, <laughs> I know I'm putting my own family on blast, but I'm just saying you you have friends and family like this as well, okay? So don't look at me like I'm putting someone on blast. I'm saying this is what we all experience. Like, dog, you know someone who takes like nine photos of the same thing and instead of saying which one of these is the best one to put out, they put out all fucking nine, okay? And maybe that's what my sister does. And maybe I don't need, you know, I love my nieces and nephews and stuff, but I don't need to see nine images of like them on a bike. It's like I got it the first time. You know what I mean? 
Am I bad for saying this? Do you get what I'm saying? The mute function is saving so many real life relationships because an an a an, an unfollower or an unfriend online is just it's it you're socially killing you're killing that real real relationship between you and another person being like oh, I don't want to see the stuff that they post on this platform no 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 that's a that's a real relationship being killed so you can't do that you have to use the mute function is what I'm saying anyway I digress. So this uh, survey of 750 board-certified facial plastic surgeons said they saw a 31% increase in uh, plastic surgery requests because people want to look better on... They want to you know, present themselves better on social media accounts. The survey noted that while breast augmentation remains the most popular cosmetic surgery option, surgeons are seeing an increase in procedures such as Botox, upper arm lifts, rhinoplasty, and facelifts. Upper arm lifts. An upper arm lift? Oh, you mean like, is that like tuck shop lady arms? That kind of thing? I got some tuck shop lady arms. You know, I'm not I'm not ashamed. I'll bring it. I'll bring it. You can't... If you listen closely, you can hear it flapping. You can't. It is, though. <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> so gross. Um, it's not entirely surprising to hear that the advent of social media might affect how people feel about their looks. In October, uh, I sort of pulled information from a whole bunch of different sources. So uh, in October, Shape partnered with SheKnows.com to find out how readers felt about their body image, how readers felt about their body image and self-esteem. 42% reported that social media made them feel less confident about their looks. Quote, social media sites center around photos. New York-based plastic surgeon Matthew Shulman, MD, told Shape in an earlier post. Well done, Matt. You figured out the internet. Uh, everyone wants to see how their this again another quote by our good friend Matt Shulman, MD. Everyone wants to know how their high school girlfriend or boyfriend looks now, and no one wants to be perceived as ugly or old. Or old, dog. We're all getting old. <laughs> Time is linear, dude. Like we're all. We're, everyone's looking older. Oh my god. You'll never believe this. I looked up my old high school girlfriend the other day. Now that we're 40, I looked up my old high school girlfriend and she looks older. Yeah, dude. It'd be way weirder if she looked younger or the same. (laughs) Fuck. Dr. Shulman also said that that he has seen a significant increase in plastic surgery requests from people who are worried about how they appear online, which is consistent with the AAFPRS survey. Aside from filters, camera angles are a huge factor affecting the way people look in photos. If the camera lens is too close to your nose, for example, it will look larger in the photo than, than it appears in real life. If your camera is angled below your face, the photo will show parts of your face that you don't necessarily see when looking straight on. And if you're photographed underneath a light source versus beside the light, it's going to cast shadows on your face and body. Okay. All pretty standard takeaways. Pretty sure everyone knew that. Everyone's accidentally opened the front-facing camera and been absolutely horrified. Hamra provided a specific example to illustrate this point, referring to a patient who was requesting to have work done on his nose to, de- to decrease the visibility of his nostrils. 
However, the photo he used as reference was taken from below, meaning his nostrils were clearly visible. Uh, and this is a quote by Hamra. Said, uh, I said, can I take a couple pictures so I can see what you're seeing, Hamra said. I took some pictures straight on, showed him and asked, do you still think your nostrils are large? He was like, well, I don't see my nostrils. It's important to remember that photos aren't always the most accurate depiction of ourselves and dwelling on them can more than likely just lead to over-scrutinizing your appearance. Which is funny, actually. Uh, there's, there's a mirror called the true mirror, which I think is a mirror's image reflected four times, maybe. I don't know. Um, you can Google a true mirror. But essentially, it shows you what you look like. Because basically, you are familiar with... The way that you look now is different to how you look in photos because you're used to seeing yourself in a mirror from certain angles. So this reflects back not a flipped image or something and it's supposed to be you looking into a mirror but it shows you back how you actually look. I would love to look in a true mirror, by the way. I think it'd be a trippy experience but or horrifying, either one. <laughs> uh, just thought that was just... an interesting thing maybe you haven't heard about it when i heard about it i was like that's pretty cool don't know where one is though would be interested in doing it anyway it's easy to focus on the little things on instagram even though no one is looking at you that closely dr stafford broadman broadman a plastic surgeon uh in new york it gave his full address for some reason suggested individuals are looking for more targeted cosmetic procedures as a result of social media people will come in and say i need a little lateral brow lift or I need more fullness in the middle part of my lip or the outer part of my lower lip. Broadman said, noting that the requests are more specific than in years past. Might have something to do with the advent of uh, this thing called the internet now, but just a thought. <laughs> what, a, what a dick thing to say. I'm such a dickhead. Broadman suggested apps are leading more people to have work done on their lips and around their eyes, chin, and jawline. I've always been interested in why the lips... You know, why the lips is a thing. And like for so for girls, working out is all about butt and then plastic surgery stuff seems to be all about lips. I don't know why. It'd be interesting to see like how, like why those things start, you know what I mean? Like specifically why that? Why not anything else? Why not small hands? Well, that's bad. Can't really do much about that. S small arms. Or big arms. Why isn't that one? But I guess it is for dudes. Anyway. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Um, the specificity of procedures extends beyond the face, said Dr. T.Y. Stephen I.P., a plastic surgeon who works in both California and New York. People are now undergoing hand rejuvenation procedures, he said, including some women who have been getting those hand lifts in order to capture the perfect engagement ring selfie. That's crazy. I have to get hand rejuvenation. Did he say surgery? Plastic surgeon. Hand rejuvenation procedures and hand lifts so that my hand in my engagement ring selfie looks immaculate. That seems so... That almost seems weirder to me than all the other stuff. Because I kind of... I understand, you know, if someone's like... Oh, I want to change my nose or like I want to change my jawline or something. It's like I, I can understand that, I guess. But wanting to get hand procedures 
so that your hand looks the best it can in your engagement ring selfie. That seems too too niche, too specific for me. I don't know why that's unsettling for me. It's too specific. It's not something you really focused on before, but now with people looking at every facet of their life, it's like, hey, I wonder if there's a way I can make my hands look better. And that's when a procedure like hand rejuvenation comes up, says Dr. T.Y. Stephen I.P. And finally, according to a study titled The Public's Preferences on Plastic Surgery, Social Media Engagement and Professionalism, Demystifying the Impact of Demographics, an anonymous 31-question survey was crowdsourced and delivered these results. There were a total of 527 respondents. Of these respondents, 33% follow plastic surgeons on social media, with those aged younger than 35 3.9 times more likely to do so. So, okay, so 527 respondents, 33% of those respondents follow plastic surgeons on social media, and anyone younger than 35 were 3.9 times more likely to follow a plastic surgeon on social media. Which seems, it's it's so strange now that didn't it, like not that long ago it was all about older women getting plastic surgery to look younger now it's all younger people getting plastic surgery to stay young i don't know it's so strange now everything's flipped ever since missy elliott put her thing down she flipped it and reversed it all (laughs) now nothing makes sense Google was the first place people would look for a plastic surgeon. Uh, 46% of people would first look on Google for a plastic surgeon. When asked what was the most influential of all online methods for selecting a surgeon, practice website ranked first with 25%, but social media platforms ranked higher as a whole, 35%. It's sounded like a tattoo artist. You sort of, You want to look at their work and go like, okay, yeah, I like their style or I like, you know, they have... It's kind of like social proofing in a way. It's like, okay, I can see this dude's done like a gang of tattoos all looking really good. Cool, cool, cool. I know that if I go to him, I'm going to get some good shit. I'm assuming is the same thing, right? Those considering surgical or non-invasive procedures are three times more likely to select social media platforms as the most influential online method in selecting a surgeon and five times more likely to follow a plastic surgeon on social media. So if you're considering surgery or non-invasive procedures, you're five times more likely to be following a plastic surgeon on social media. Well, I mean, obviously... If I'm in the market for a fucking TV, I'm 100% more likely to be looking at TVs online than just than my normal TV browsing that I do online. The majority would prefer not seeing the surgeon's private life displayed on social media, 39%. I don't want to see where he's spending my money. I'm, I, hey, dog, I'm spending $10,000 for a new nose. I don't want to see your fucking sweet yacht and your rad Mercedes Benz, dick. Respondents were evenly split regarding whether graphic surgical images would uh, lead them to unfollow accounts. I wouldn't want to see that. You only want to see the finished product. You don't want to show people how it's made. <laughs> but still, you know what I mean? Like, that's got to turn people off, right? It'd be, it's, it's got to be one of the only social media platforms or um, sort of industries where, that use social media to advertise what they do where they're like, hey, dog, don't document the process. 
give that a miss because that'll turn some people off. 96% of the general public were unclear of the type of board certification a plastic surgeon should hold. So, these dudes could just be out here fucking like going cowboy style, really just wild west in it. You don't know what the... Well, that's a good point. It's like, you know, what what do you need? Do you need a certain certification for a nose? What if I'm in there getting nose and I'm like, ah, oh, let's throw in a jawline. You know what I mean? And they're like, oh, I can't do jawline. I've got cheeks up. We can do brows. If you want to do brows, can't do jawline. I'm purely... I'm only certified cheeks up. You know what I mean? It's confusing. So much to learn. So much to see. Ah, so what's wrong with taking the back seat? You know, sometimes. Uh, that's going to do it for this episode. You know, what did we learn? We learned that social media is fucking buck wild. And clearly social media is, is doing wonders for the, for the, uh, for plastic surgeons. Jesus Christ. But, um, you know, it's, it's hard really. It's cause you know, what am I going to say? What am I going to give some fucking stupid takeaway about like, Love the skin you're in. Be you. Love yourself. You don't need changes because, you know, it's fucking your life, dude. It's your life and it's your money. And, you know, people perceive themselves differently. And if people want to do this and that's, you know, they feel that they want to correct something about themselves, who cares? You know what I mean? They're not hurting anyone. I mean, obviously, unless they're online saying to people like, if you have like a social following and you're like, and you should and you should get this too. You need it. Everyone needs this. Everyone's hideous. Go and get something fixed. You know you've you know you need something fixed. You know. In that case, fuck those people. But I'm just saying, like, if, if I'm talking average person, they you know, want to get something done. Who cares? You know what I mean? But <laughs> I'm in a weird position, right? <laughs> Hey, love the skin. Let's end with love, love, love the skin you're in, and I love you. Oh, sort of backed into this relationship, haven't I? Um, head over to slopfestpod.com to get some more in depth show notes and uh, some bespoke cover art for this and previous episodes. Although the cover art shows up on um, some platforms and not others, I don't know, it's weird for me. on I use an app called Pocket Cast and it doesn't show the custom artwork. But you have to manually set it to do that. Anyway, go to slotfestpod.com anyway. That, again, the title of the show is changing, so the link will eventually change. You know, right now you can still slop a follow on the socials uh, to be notified when new episodes go live. While you're there, shoot me a bloody message. Maybe send me a weird story or, you know, maybe there's a, a topic or something that you want uh, me to have a look at or anything like that you know you want to have a chat i'm there at Slotfest podcast facebook twitter and instagram you know f- feel free to send me anything have a chat f- throw me a dm a lot i've had a lot of dms coming in lately on instagram with uh, news stories so thank you for thank you for that um or you can email me slopfestpodcast at gmail.com um but yeah if you go to the socials and you follow there when all of the title of the show changes and obviously the social links will change, you'll already be subscribed. You know, you'll already be following along. You'll be ahead of the curve. You don't need to worry about none of that shit. Get in now. 
um, before the changes happen and you'll be right, you'll be totally unaffected by essentially Slopfest's version of the Y2K virus. Um, <laughs> that's not a thing. Um, but that's going to do it for me. Thank you for, for listening to this. And again, you know, try and try new things out. Uh, always let, let me know what you're thinking and, you know, what you're thinking of these, this new style, this new addition to the lineup of, um, I guess, uh, content for the show. I really hate, really, really hate when people refer to the things they do as content. You do a podcast, just say it's a podcast. I couldn't think of a series, different series. Maybe you should have said that. Ah, fuck it. It's too late now. Um, <laughs> no, thank you for, for coming and listening. I, I do appreciate you giving your time and um, leave a rating and review. Share it with a friend. And yeah, give me your feedback. Come have a chat. I'd love to hear from you. And I'll see you next time. Love the skin you're in and I love you. All right, bye.